as a CEO, you're the leader yeah. of the organization, yeah. and the leader always eats last. Mm. Don't mm. nobody tell you that. No. Nobody tells you that. When you are an employee and you're working a nine-to-five, mm-hmm. you're just concerned with not uh, allowing somebody to tell you when you can go to lunch. Mm-hmm. When you become an entrepreneur, you might not get the lunch at all. another episode of the ghetto ceo podcast where we keep it raw and unfiltered because y'all being a ceo is giving very much ghetto and i don't like how the streets don't tell y'all that this stuff is hard okay and so we really tell you the raw and unfiltered truth behind the podcast and today y'all we have listen i would say she is a dear friend but she is really more like a sister to me because i'll be calling her i'll be like Donnie. <laughs> help me i'm crying she's like okay my right you got 10 minutes to cry right but i want y'all to meet the donnie wicked okay the yes. i like that introduce me refer to me as the the from now on because you can't step on what don't don't diminish don't diminish my name in these streets i'm yes. the donnie, donnie wiggins. wiggins i love it you gotta have a pause and everything the Donnie Donnie Wiggins. Wiggins. Absolutely. Tell them who you are, girl. I am the Donnie Wiggins. (laughs) I'm a business development coach and a podcaster of two pretty dope podcasts, Social Proof and Full Transparency. And I'm Monray's big sister. I think that's the most important thing here. Yes, period. Listen, you know, I'm going to let your daughter have her title. But then right right, 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 right. under. It's you. It's you. It's you. People are going to think that we're blood sisters. Mm -hmm. So I just got to say that we've built this relationship and I love her dearly. She loves me. You love me dearly? Yes, I love you. Okay. So, you know, that's what we do now. Yes, I love it. Well, welcome, Donnie. This is a conversation about being a CEO, okay. you know, and you've been a CEO for a long time, girl. Yeah. So how did you start on this journey? What did this look like for you? Oh, gosh. Um, the journey has looked very different mm-hmm. along the years. So I have been wanting to be a CEO since I was like 17 years old. Mm-hmm. I identified that very early. I went to college for engineering and the money that between the money that my parents were sending me and my refund checks, it just wasn't enough. (laughs) It wasn't math. math The math was not mathing. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm pretty good at math and this shit just ain't adding up. (laughs) Right. So I started a business with my then college roommate. Okay. Uh, What happened was we were riding around with her cousin Mm -hmm. who was an adult at the time. And he's riding around picking up checks from these sites. He used to do office cleaning, commercial office cleaning. Got it. And he's riding around picking up checks, you know, looking at his sites. And I'm looking at it like, I can do that. Mm. And so he put us on to a couple of little ropes, gave us some plugs, and we started a cleaning business. Oh, wow. Donnie Wiggins? First cleaning? of all. First of all. Okay. Wow. So I didn't understand <laughs> delegation at that time. Okay, okay. Right? I, the part that I missed about touring with him was that he wasn't cleaning anything. Oh. <laughs> He had a crew, but we didn't have a crew. So I'm like, oh, I can keep all the money Mm. and go in here and get the contracts and clean. Yeah, yeah. Girl, the first toilet. Because that's I'm like, y'all, if y'all know Donnie, Donnie is a germ 
a fold. Mm-hmm. Like, so the thought of you even cleaning somebody else's house. Mm-mm. So we're in commercial offices, and okay. I'm thinking, so I had not gone into a bathroom with him. We're just going to check, like, offices and phones, make sure dust and okay. stuff is in. And I'm like, I can vacuum. Yeah. I can dust off some phones. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, there's a bathroom, and there's plenty of toilets in a commercial building. Mm-hmm. Done. Close <laughs> close shop close right now. Shop. Close shop right now. And so I've just been journeying, and um, I ended up going to corporate America. I dropped out of school. Okay. And I ended up going into corporate America, trying everything from, like, car sales to real estate to retail. I own some clothing stores. Mm-hmm. And what I did a lot of was just trying stuff. Mm -hmm. And then what ended up happening was back in like 2008, 2010 timeframe, I lost everything. I was in real estate at that time. There was a recession that happened at that time. I didn't know anything about managing money. So all of the money that I was making, I was shopping like right up the street from here, just doing a lot of shopping. And um, I foreclosed on my property, lost my vehicles um, as a single mom, like within six months or so of that. Mm -hmm. And... The job that I had when that happened, I was both the property manager and a realtor. So I was doing about $250,000 a year between my salary and commission. Well, when this recession happened and people weren't hiring, when they finally started to, I tried to go back into that property management space. And they was trying to pay your girl $11 an hour. Oh, no, ma'am. But it was a yes, (laughs) ma'am. It was a ghetto-ass yes. Yes. Okay, because I had to do what I had had to do. do. I couldn't. So I was living with my mom. I had to move back in with my mom. I have a daughter. And the way our house was set up at that time, my mom had to come out of her bedroom and walk past mine. And ain't no way my mama Mm -mm. was going to keep walking past my bedroom looking at me like, oh, so you just relaxing? Right, right, right. You just chilling? Mm -hmm. So I had to end up taking that job at $11 an hour. And myself and a friend of mine were really into fashion Mm -hmm. and I needed more money than that. So we started selling like just clothes or things that we didn't wear anymore on eBay. Okay. And we're making money selling things on eBay. Well, I run out of stuff to sell and I start going like to TJ Maxx and Marshalls and Ross and buying stuff on their clearance and started selling that for a profit. And before you knew it, we ended up having enough money where we could open the clothing store. Wow. And that was in 2010. That was my first like real, I tried so many entrepreneurial ventures, but that was the one that finally stuck, Yo. and I had for a couple of years. First of all, hustling, Donnie. What? Oh, figure it out. That's what I do. <laughs> That's, I'm look, not new to this. No lie. Right next to my bed, so I have affirmations. You ever watch that show, Being Mary Jane? Yeah. She has the post-it notes everywhere. Yes. Well, yes. I am Mary Jane in real life, yes. right, and have been. In my bathroom, I have affirmations like posted on the wall everywhere. Okay. But next to my bed. Um, I have one very important one, uh-huh. and it carries me through my whole life, is I believe in my ability to figure it out. Ooh, I love that. Period. Like, we ain't getting no money, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Business ain't working, I'm going to figure it out. Team ain't doing what they supposed to do, I'm going to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. I don't like the end result, I'm going to figure it out. Got to. Yeah. Got to. Got yeah. to. So, Donna, you've been doing this for a while. Now you are doing podcasting. You stepping in. Y'all, Donnie is like my big sister because she calls me and really checks me about all the things. Okay? <laughs> Y'all don't know how many times she's like, uh, you need to raise that price. You selling yes. that for... Uh-uh. What you what you doing, right? Yes. But you are a business coach. You're doing podcasts. And so what what is this new podcast that you have launched? Yes. So in addition to, so for clarity, mm-hmm. I am a business coach. Yes. Based on the experience that I've had in all these businesses. Right. And so David and I have the Social Proof Podcast, mm-hmm. which is uh like, 
an entrepreneur's playground. You come yes. in and you learn all these things. Yes. And throughout it, there was a lot of demand for me to have my own solo podcast. Yeah. And David is like, you need to start this solo podcast. Yeah. And your girl was scared, okay? Why? Um, it was not fear of the ability to do a podcast or carry a conversation. Yeah. It was, I'm involved in so much stuff. Mm-hmm. How do I, am I going to, like, I fear not being able to show up. Right. Mm. I fear not operating in integrity. And if I put a podcast out there that's supposed to drop every single week and I don't make time for it and I've skipped two or three weeks. Right. That's not operating in integrity. I'm not doing what I said I was going to do. So I was really, really scared of taking on a new major task task. Podcasting ain't no little light work. No. It's, it's not like <laughs> this is a full time job. This yes. is a business in addition to your business. Absolutely. We ain't sitting behind no camera phone right now. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like we ain't just at the crib chilling behind right. the camera. There's a y'all can't see it. There's a whole production yes. set up. Yes. And um and that's money, that's time, mm-hmm. that's research, that's testing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we launched in February of twenty twenty three, full transparency yes. with Donnie Wiggins and I am loving it. Oh my god! I am loving it. This too is an entre- is a podcast for entrepreneurs. Uh-huh. But I was just telling you, we have a very similar concept. It's yeah. more of not just the how tos of how you're building your business, right. but who are you as a CEO? Yes. I want people to fall in love with you or not. Yeah. As a CEO, <laughs> know what it looks like behind the scenes. What are you yes. dealing with today? What are yes. you struggling with today? What's been the biz- biggest struggle? Um, where you get the money from, sis? <laughs> What was that? How did you flip that five hundred dollars? How you flip? How you how you flip that brick into this multi million dollar <laughs> business, sir? Period. I want to know because I know yeah. what you was doing before this. Don't okay. play. Yes, <laughs> let us know. Okay, know. the real play, right? Because there are still people out there getting to the bricks, yes. and they not they need to flip it quick. Right. So right. walk me through that process. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, how you stay married? Yes. How you doing? How you got this kind of work ethic and you're still married? Like, these are the questions. Like, people struggle with this information. And it sounds, it sounds ghetto. Mm -hmm. It sounds crazy. But it's real. Whether you're white, black, Asian, or indifferent. These are issues that we deal with as CEOs. Yes, I love that. Did you struggle with stepping out from you and David's tandem? Like, did you think that you would have it on your own, you know? Yeah. So, Okay. Full answer. When I start, when I lost everything, Mm -hmm. at that time, Facebook is what was popping. Okay. And I used to blog. Like, I had this concept in my head that I lost everything. I was known in my circle and in my community of friends at that time as being the one. Like, Donnie going to be successful. She got it. Right? People have already, have always set a high standard for me. Yeah. So when I lost everything, it was a very humbling, embarrassing experience. Right. And I had to make a choice. Do I let people tell my story, or do Mm -hmm. I tell my story and control the narrative? Right. So I... through Facebook would blog and vlog about what was happening in my life Mm -hmm. and really showing people like y'all, I lost it all, but y'all about to see this come up. Like you about to see when I got my clothing store, you're about to, you're about to see firsthand that I can't, I can't afford contractors to paint shit. I can't Mm. afford the paint, but we got, (laughs) we we got a whole lot of magazines with pictures that we can cut out and put on the wall and call call it creative, call it art. Right. So through that period, I had such a demand and I was talked about through my dating life. Uh-huh. I had such a demand for people to say, you need a talk show. You need this, that and yeah. the other. You, you could be the next Oprah. Right? right. So I always knew I had it. It wasn't the skill. It yeah. wasn't the not knowing. But yes, I did, because David and I had built this really big platform through the Social Proof podcast. Yeah. I wondered 
Would people get confused? Yeah. And y'all work for that. Because I remember at the beginning, you was like, they don't like me like that. Yes. Or they trying to figure me out, yes. you know. But y'all have to work for we that. We had to work. Like, in our space, podcasting mm-hmm. has been around for 14, 15 years. Yeah, yeah. However, in our direct circle here especially, we were one of the pioneers yeah. of podcasting. Yeah. And so we're figuring it out. And I, David actually started Social Proof Podcast before me. I mm-hmm. came on on episode 51 or something okay, like that. Okay. We're at episode 369 now. Wow. But I came in at episode 51 and the audience wasn't feeling me. Yeah. For whatever reason, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And it, whatever, like yeah. they just weren't. And yeah. I considered like quitting mm-hmm. and telling him like, protect your brand. Don't let me blow this for you. And Dave's like, nah, we're going to do it whether they like you or not. And I'm like, all right. David is hilarious. Yes. So we go through and we built this podcast and people are loving it. And they're finally mm-hmm. seeing my personality and they're respecting yeah. what I bring to the table. So it's like, okay, I start this other thing. I didn't understand because because I was not pressed to do it, I didn't have a clear direction of what I wanted to do. Mm. Meaning, I I know I want to talk about entrepreneurship, right. but how am I going to make it different than social proof? Right. Why wouldn't it just be the same regurgitated information, the same guests, same context, same mm-hmm. questions? Um, so that was the concern. And I didn't want to do anything that competed with social proof. Yeah. Like, I'm like, are we going to be in competition? Right, 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 right. I'm competing against myself. Self, right. And that's weird. Yeah, it's weird. weird. But we're not in competition. Yeah. People instantly, the audience instantly saw the line drawn in the sand. Mm. I'm very different on social proof. Like, I'm dressed today uh, because I wore this earlier this morning on a social proof set, yeah. right? I probably wouldn't wear this on full transparency. Mm. So on social proof, I'm very... When I'm about my business, there's no gray area with me. And so I am like about business. I always look nice, but Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm about business. But on social proof, we have the, David is very casual. So Mm -hmm. we get to wear hoodies and, you know, all that stuff. And I love that because that's a part of my personality. And before the podcast, that was a part of my personality that people really didn't get to see. Because I'm doing in-person coaching sessions and stuff. I got to dress to impress. I'm Mm -hmm. on stages. I got to be dressed to the nines, baby. (laughs) Yeah. But social proof allows me to show that sporty casual side. Yeah. But I decided with full transparency, although occasionally I'm so I'm sporty. If you see me sporty on full transparency, I was lazy that morning. Yeah. <laughs> but full transparency allows me to be who I really am. And mm. that's um, more that's I, they're both fashionable, but I have more. I think my sex appeal shows yes. a whole lot more yes. in full transparency. Yes. People see the softer side of me, yes. whereas social proof is like, you need to do this with your business, <laughs> and why aren't you doing this, and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. in full transparency, it's a conversation like, I miss you, Monray. Yes. You don't get so that cute. on social proof. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> but I love it. I love the line in the scene. I also love, because I remember when I first met y'all, and every time I would see her, she would have her heels on. She would have her hair done. I'm talking about freshly pressed yeah nice top a little skirt mm-hmm. and i was like Donnie don't forget just, the cleavage yes yeah, cle- cleavage, cleavage pushed up yes. to the nine yes. Yes. yes and i was like Donnie is just always so fine yes. like how does she keep this up but i love are you saying i'm not anymore no well no <laughs> 
You said you said I'll say the other side that soft side. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering where the hell we was going with this. Like you said you saying I'm anything less than fine. No, right no, now. no, no, you still giving giving fine. But it was just like a the next level done. You know okay. the, the I'm trying to get a million dollar check cut. I got you. you know I got saying? you. I got you. So it was I was just like, wow, like Donnie, Donnie is that girl, you know. Yeah. So I love that you get to show both sides because you are multifaceted. You are too. Yeah. Well, you are too, and that's why I, I think that's why we've connected yeah. so much. Yeah. Because one thing that I really respect about you, it resonates with me, um, is that you are exactly who you are. You got your little accent, girl. You don't give a damn. You're going to go on any stage and say what you want to say. Yeah, you true. are, Monray is who Monray is yeah. to the heart of you, and that's yeah. why your brand resonates the way that it does because it's so authentic. Yeah, it's and I think true. that that's why we connected, and yes. I really wanted that relationship with you and you know the the beauty about what we have going on is like some people will connect with who they need so Mm -hmm. to speak with ulterior motives and then there are those of us who just connect and we're able and it's very genuine and authentic and we're able to get what we need from each other and here's what I mean by that Monray is a marketing expert Mm -hmm. I'm a business development expert Mm -hmm. and so there have been times where I had questions like Monray how I'm gonna do this planner thing girl and blah 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 and Monray is like well break it down for me why would I increase my price and how I justify Uh it I'm not sending her an invoice and she's Mm -hmm. not sending me an invoice because we provide this value to each Mm -hmm. other but it doesn't feel like oh let me call Monray and invite her to lunch because I got a marketing question exactly it doesn't fit because sometimes you know you in a transactional relationship you know you know they might not say it but you know transaction you know when they call they want something yeah or they want you to do something for them or they're gonna hey sis you yes and they really want you to do this for them and i think that you know in this space you need those authentic relationships mm-hmm. um and i even love like for your birthday we all went to uh, mexico and yeah. we just had so much fun now listen i can't wait for y'all to drop this raw and uncut <laughs> filter okay of this this trip when they had me working out on this beach I my knee still ain't recovered it's so fake too it's y'all when y'all see it it's so staged <laughs> it's a good get this 30 seconds of this running in place and then we over here hands on our knees like god damn god, Lee, I'm, about, I'm in full kimono yes in the you gym. are your girl come out. She got her makeup on. She got on a fabulous kimono. Like, She's expecting a stroll through the sand. I'm like, girl, we about to run up and down this beach. Do you hear me? Because we need this content. Yes, yes, and, girl. And so for reference, we went on this trip mm-hmm. earlier this year. First of all, uh, we went on this trip earlier this year. It was supposed to be a mastermind, yeah. a birthday gift yeah. from my business partner, Dave. It was three months after my birthday. But that was a scheduling thing. Yes. And Monray, you know, I got to handpick a group of people that I wanted to come. And you were like a no-brainer. Yes. And this year, too, girl. Yes, we um, And so we wanted to capture, like, what we do behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Mm-hmm. And right now and for the last several months, I have been in a space of, like, focusing on my fitness and my mm-hmm. health. Because I spent a lot of time last year just really, really work, or the year before especially, really, really working, not focusing on balancing mm-hmm. relationships and fitness. And so we wanted to capture that at on this trip. Yes. So even though we had to stage some of the stuff, we really did the work, but yes. we did we did intentionally stage it because that's yes. the ghetto part of being a CEO. It is. All right, is. you got to capture this content. Uh-huh. How are we going to get it? Got to get it. Yo, Murray was ready to go. Had, you hear me? Over it. You know, I gave Eric a, a earful when I got back to it. I was like, these niggas out there <laughs> <laughs> running in the sand. You know how hard it is to run in at the full sand? speed on the sand? 
Yo, that is in, in a kimono. I'm winding. In I'm stretch like, pants. <laughs> in stretch pants. It's hot as hell. We in Mexico. We're running full speed on the beach. And then yeah. the videographer was like, all right, we just going to get that one more time. Nigga. We're going to do what? What? Again? Again? And then you want me to say something? And then you want me to talk? After I don't got no I breath. can't breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe. So the part where you see me pass out, that part was not an act. That was real. <laughs> that part was that part was not an act. You hear me? Listen, that is so, but it was so much fun. I it had was. fun. And y'all, the most, even though that was ghetto, the yes. most memorable part of the trip was not that. What was it? It was us at lunch, and Donnie asked all of us to give her flowers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to ask you, baby. Tell me what you love about me, boo. <laughs> and what happened? Hey, listen, so we at the table, and she's like, okay, I would like everyone to go around the table and tell me why you love me. And so I'm thinking she's joking. Like, I'm like, no, no, no. And the, uh, David said there, no, she dead serious. So we all go around, and I was like, you know what? I'm a, next birthday, y'all gonna give me my flowers. It's gonna be requested flowers. Yes, I love that though. In a relationship, mm -hmm. if you're a flowers person yes. and man ain't bringing you flowers, are you gonna not request them? No. I'm. A, I, I need these flowers. Yes. And I don't want to have to ask again. Yes, right. Yes. Do you want your flowers when you're dead? Yes. 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 I want my flower. Tell tell me all that. We only get to do this once a year. <laughs> so tell me, me all, all the things that you love about me yeah. because that, that kind of keeps me going. Mm -hmm. Also, I appreciate hearing the similarities in the things that people say. Mm -hmm. And it, it really kind of like level sets, right? Mm -hmm. um, and resets the expectation. The whole purpose of the trip, yes, was to celebrate my birthday, but we were supposed to go into this environment. There were seven of us, mm -hmm. I think, mm -hmm. seven CEOs, and we're there specifically to refuel, yep. recharge, yep. and become re-inspired. Yep. And I know that just the flight alone on the way to Mexico, Child. we mapping it out. In fact, this building that we're buying, we mapped that out on oh, that flight. Wow. On that flight, we mapped yes, this out. Bro. And here we are now, mm, uh, two and a half months later, yeah, yeah. two and a half months later, we're closing on this property in two days. Yes. So... Did the trip work right. or did that work? work. <laughs> right, right, right. No, Sometimes you got to get out of the office and find your inspiration. Mm -hmm. I work from home. I had to get off of my sofa yep. to find my inspiration. Like yep. working in the, I don't know how you feel. You work from home now, right? Mm -hmm. Working from home feels like the walls are closing in on we you. We talked sometimes. about this though. Yeah. We talked about this. We was like, we need, we need an office. We mm -hmm. need to go somewhere because it's just too. I, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I cannot breathe. It's like here. I'm working right here. Yes. Damn, I'm hungry. Let me go right there. there. Yeah. <laughs> Grab me some juice. Dang, I'm sleepy. Let me go, go right, right there. there. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're stressed out about work. You come out like, God damn it, yeah. this is still in my face. Mm -hmm. And so, like. It's important to share these stories because people are like, ooh, I want to work from home. Ooh, mm -hmm. I want a business like that. And I'm yeah. like, yo, you have to know not just the good part of what we get at the end of the day, yeah. but what does this look? It's, it sounds trivial, yeah. but I promise you, after six months of working in the same spot, on the same sofa, getting the same juice 10 feet away, yes. your bed is 15 yes. feet away. Not going outside for days Not going outside. You like, ain't seen nobody because everything you need is here. Mm -hmm. You've built this fort. Yeah. <laughs> Jail. You've built your own CEO like, prison yes. that you're now in. Yes. And 
so like one of the struggles that I'm having in business right mm-hmm. now, we have this Patreon, okay. which is for those who don't know, it's a private membership community. Okay. And this is for our social proof podcast. You need to do one. Yeah. Okay. 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 Eric, I'm going to put this out there to you. <laughs> Moray needs the membership community for the behind the scenes. All right. So we got this behind the scenes membership community. Okay. And David is cool. He's always out of the house. Okay. He is cool with having cameras following him from the time he's brushing his teeth to his head hitting the pillow. Yeah. I don't want all these cameras in my house. Yes. You know, I don't want like if I'm in the living room doing some work. Sure. But you're not coming in my bathroom every week, watching mm-hmm. me brush my teeth, do my hair. Yeah. I, it, we might be in between housekeeping weeks. Right. Right. Like, right. and so I'm never getting out of the house. So the biggest struggle that I'm having right now is manufacturing this behind the scenes yes, stuff. Yes, because the behind the scenes is this. This is it. This is it. This is what y'all want to see? see? <laughs> every day. I know I'm cute. But dang. But dang. <laughs> How many different angles do you want to see of this yes. face? Like, right. what are we doing? Right. <laughs> right? So for me, I struggle with what does that behind the scenes look like? So I have to now cross over into my personal life. Mm. Like, if we go to lunch, you get mic'd up, babe. Yeah. Because yeah. it's all the behind the scenes <laughs> I got. <laughs> this was the excitement for the week. This is okay. the excitement yeah. for the week. I never get out of the house. Yeah. The furthest I go is downstairs to let a guest up on the elevator. Facts. Mm-hmm. Facts. And it's it's crazy because that's actually not even just for your Patreon. That's the that's what people want to see online. That's what they want to see on social. And it's like, y'all, I really don't do nothing. I don't. I don't. Like I'm, I'm working. Yes. But like it's, it's not interesting. No, I'm sitting on the But they but they're interested. That's that's the thing that just blows my mind, but I have to think about like if Beyonce drops some behind the scenes right now and she was just brushing her teeth yeah. and roller setting her hair, I want to see it. Yeah. She going great. It's I want to see it. Right. I remember that she did that one behind the scenes documentary several mm-hmm. years ago yep. and she's like waking up. Ooh, be about to wake but up. No. Let me get that. Let me see that. And so yeah. Maybe I maybe maybe somebody want to see me wake up. I mean, I don't if they know. keep watching, then they want to see it. They want to see so, it. We're touring. I'm out, I'm outside touring the building that we're buying um, today. Earlier mm-hmm. today, before I came here, and I'm literally struggling because I'm praying over the building, mm-hmm. and the team is like, "Oh, we got to add that to the documentary." <laughs> Okay, let me start over. Hold on, God. I know I, dear right. God. <laughs> and and I get it. Like, you want to see that that's a part of the process. I don't just make decisions like that without including God in them. Yeah, and yeah. anytime I'm about to embark on, like, a big decision, right. I pray over that decision and I'm right. listening for discernment. But there was a moment in that prayer that I got really choked up and emotional and I literally had the thought of, I hope people don't think this is just for the camera. Camera, This is a real moment. And it's not easy having cameras on you so many hours in the day and you're trying to live your life and people don't know what's real and what's manufactured. Mm -hmm. So that is, um, that's my big struggle right now. Like finding enough time and enough excitement to capture this behind the scenes stuff. Look, I don't want to feel like I'm 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 complaining because yeah. we are blessed. No, absolutely. We are blessed yeah, beyond absolutely. measure. But, but it gets real. <laughs> yes, it, it does. It gets real. Okay. It does. And we've literally talked about so many things in business, right? I always say like being a CEO is ghetto, but when you think about being a CEO is ghetto, like what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Oh, um, the sacrifices that I have to make for mm. my business and not yes. me. Yeah. So like I just got my nails done the other day after four, 
five weeks of mm-hmm. not being able to get to the nail salon, yeah. you know what kind of growth you have coming through? <laughs> like, I have a nail. I had a nail popped off. Yeah. Like, there are just things. I don't get to just haphazardly do the things for me. Mm-hmm. And that might sound really, really small and insignificant to somebody. But when you don't have time sometimes to eat. Yeah. You don't have time to get your nails done. You can't figure out time to just wash your hair, let alone go get it done because you're busy. You know, um, I have problematic skin. Mm -hmm. And so chemical routine, chemical pills help me maintain a balance with my skin. But you're going to go through about a seven day period where you look a hot mess. Mm -hmm. And so here's a situation where I can't really take care of myself the way I want to take care of myself because twice a week I got to be on camera and then y'all want this behind the scenes stuff. So it's, it's more like five days a week. So when do I fit in the peel, you know, and me and all of that stuff. Um, also, um, being really responsible for other people's lives and livelihood. Yes. Yeah. It's It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Like it's a blessing to be in position to do it. But what about those weeks that you didn't make money? Yeah. Cause you still, they still want their, they still want their paycheck. Like on the first and the 15th, you still might, you still want to get paid, but Mm -hmm. I might've had two weeks where one week the website was down. And then the second week we got to, you know, nobody, nobody enrolled in the program. The sales calls were slow. That really happens in business. Like you look at these business owners and they're making seven figures, but they don't tell you about, you know, seven figures boils down to $83,000 a month, a little more. Right. They don't tell you about that one month. They only did 20,000 and you're questioning yourself. Like, Oh wait, it's twenty thousand a month. My new normal. Right. They don't that that six figure income earner who's doing eight thousand three hundred and thirty three dollars a month. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you about that one month. They only did fifteen hundred, yep. and you're panicking like is fifteen hundred my new normal? Yep. Trying to is that out. trying to figure it out? Yeah. They don't talk to you about the part where you have this offer that's selling like crazy mm-hmm. and then suddenly it just stops selling. Yep. And now you got to make something else happen. Mm-hmm. Like the constant transition, the con- the having to think for myself. Yes. Having at to, all times. At all times. Having to kill what I eat. Yep. Like understanding that if I don't go out there and kill it every single day, I don't eat. Yeah. That's ghetto. Yes. That's ghetto. Yes. Right? And, it's and very ghetto. It, it really is. Like when you... When 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 I was employed, I knew what to expect so I could plan my life. Yeah. Right. As an employee, I knew that I got two vacations a mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. one week at a time. Yep. So I knew exactly. And you got to put in a request for it early right. in advance. You're right. So I knew that in February and August is vacation time. time. I can yep. plan for that. I knew what my paycheck was going to be every mm-hmm. two weeks because I got paid the same thing. Yep. So when I have needs, if I need a tire, if I need this, if I need groceries, I can plan, plan for, for that. It. As a CEO, you don't necessarily get to plan, especially when you're new. Ooh. Like, and we're all we're all new money, Ooh, yes, okay? Like, cut yes, through let's the bullshit. Be honest, right? We all new money, right? Right? And so we don't have this training yet, and and it's it, it hasn't happened long enough for me yeah, yet yeah. for me to be so sure, mm-hmm. so sure that I can just be planning three years in advance, right. four years in advance. Right. Like, it's still. It's still opportunity to opportunity, sales call to sales call, month to month, week to week. Like there are measures that you put in place, but it's not as easy as people think it's not. It's just not as easy as people make it seem to be. Mm -hmm. And 
when you have a job and you guys, you know, you do your monthly reporting and things like that, you don't hit your numbers. You sit at that boardroom table and you say, oh, man, we didn't hit numbers. And you may have to offer a little bit of an explanation. Right. Yeah. But as a CEO, when you don't hit numbers, this is your livelihood. Yes. This is the team's livelihood. Yes. This is the livelihood of so many people. This is the this is your rent. Yep. This is your 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 office expenses. Yep. And nobody tells you that. Nobody tells you that if your business does one hundred thousand dollars this mm. month, only about 10 of it is yours. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. And, 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 and again, it's like, oh, she said only 10 of it. Well, a business owner who's doing a hundred thousand dollars a month probably lives an above average, very abundant lifestyle mm -hmm. where $10,000 a month ain't going to cut it. No. Right. So there, girl, I could go on and, and listen, on. And I think a lot of people don't really, and that's why I love that we are having these conversations, right? Because People don't see the other side. Like, you don't talk about, like, oh, well, you're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to. You may not get paid this month. Mm -hmm. You may not be able to pay your rent on yes. the first. You might have to pay it on the 10th because, you know, the 10th is the day that they send it actually to the collections and the, the people going to come evict you by the 19th. Yes. See, they don't really understand don't that it's a whole process that you go through because you're sacrificing for this business. I went so many times in, in, my, in my history of being an employer where I couldn't pay myself mm -hmm. because I wanted to pay my team. Yeah. Like I had to sacrifice. I wanted to make sure my team who's trusting me yeah. for their rent and their child, their child care and their yeah. all those things. You're not going to suffer as a CEO. You're the leader yeah. of the organization yeah. and the leader always eats last. Mm -hmm. Don't nobody tell you that no. nobody tells you that when you are an employee and you're working a nine to five, mm -hmm. you're just concerned with not uh, allowing somebody to tell you when you can go to lunch. Mm -hmm. When you become an entrepreneur, you might not get the lunch at all. Right. Okay. You might have to sacrifice your lunch huh. so that your team can go to lunch. Yes. Like there's many a days that I had to stay at my clothing store way back in the day mm -hmm. so that people could go and eat. Nobody was available to relieve me. I was the relief. Right. Right. And so that's the thing. Like this is, this is a decision that you really, really have to think through when, when you're becoming an entrepreneur, you think, Oh, I'm going to be responsible for my time. I'm not ever working a nine to five again. No, you, you won't ever yeah. work a nine to five again. No, you're going to work a nine, nine to nine. nine. <laughs> you're going to work 12. a six to midnight. Yes, yes. You're going to work a 12 to 12. Yes. You're going to work on a Saturday and a Sunday, mm -hmm. all days that end in Y. Yeah. Nobody tells you that. <laughs> and nobody tells you that when you're relaxing, relaxing involves thinking about your business. Absolutely. Cause you almost feel guilty for not working on something. Cause it's something oh you have gosh. to work on. How dare I have the audacity to be <laughs> away from my phone for a 90 minute massage. Yes. How irresponsible responsible mm -hmm. and and I can't even lay still for the massage like I'm tone I'm I'm zoned out like dang I wonder if they're trying to call me right now mm -hmm. like literally going back and forth with, with my massage therapist because she's like you got to put your phone down <laughs> like my massage therapist had to put her foot you know you got to put your head between that hole uh -huh. on the massage table yeah. I'm the one with my phone under the hole uh -uh. balancing it so uh -uh. I can see uh -uh. can you bring that stool over here so I can keep my phone and <laughs> That's there's no quality in that experience. Right, right. So I appreciate now that she's like, give me your phone. Give it to me. Mm -hmm. or Girl, it's a lot. You sacrifice so much. It's, a, it's all about a sacrifice. But one thing you talked about in the beginning is that you always have the ideology that you have to figure it out. Yeah. You got to figure it out. Like, it doesn't matter, you know. And we got a segment on the show called Figure It The Fuck Out. Okay. okay. So we going to draw one of these okay. little scenarios. And you're going to tell us if this happened to you. 
how would you figure it the fuck out? Okay. Okay. So let's see. Hmm, this is a good one. Your business has not been making money for the last 90 days. And your financial advisors say that you have to let some staff go. You don't want to, but you know you need to make some changes. What's next? Mm, business isn't making money. I got to make some changes in the next 90 days. Mm-hmm. And they're telling me to let some people go. Yeah. Um, I am probably, instead of letting some people go, I am going to go back to the basics. Mm. Like, what was I doing that was bringing in some pretty easy money? Yeah. So, and I've experienced this, so Mm -hmm. I can talk about how I figured it the fuck out, right? (laughs) So, my business grew to the point where um, I was only taking on very high-level clientele, Mm -hmm. right? And initially, I worked with beginners and people who needed a little bit more guidance. Okay. So what I ended up having to do, and I delegated so much work. Okay. Now, what I ended up having to do to get my business back on track was taking back some of the work that I delegated Mm -hmm. and serving the audience that made me in the first place. Mm. And it was a reminder to me, don't forget about the smaller steps. Yeah. So I go back yeah. in to serving in that space and I had a conversation with my team. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have to let anybody go. Right. All hands are on deck at this time. Yes. And they got it. All hands were absolutely on deck. So instead of focusing on the clients that could pay me 55000 and 120000 mm-hmm. I went back down and said, what can I sell in my sleep? What can I do in yeah. my sleep? I can sell my course in my sleep. I can sell memberships in my sleep. Yeah. I can do those things. And you have to then make the decision that you are going to not only do those things, but you're going to do it at a very high level. Yeah. So when I talk about taking the work back, yeah. like I have a content team. And so the content puts the, the content team creates the content, puts that out there. Well, we're our back is up against the wall now. So that's mm-hmm. stuff that I stopped doing, like going live every day. Yeah. We back at it because right. I know that that's an income generator. Right, so I think right. the short answer to your question is, Figuring out what are my income drivers? Mm. What are my revenue gener what's my revenue generating activity yes. that I can do easily and right now? Right. And for me, that's getting on live, mm-hmm. showing the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. showing out on my podcast. Yes. I know if I do these three things, we're going to make some money. Right. So I had stopped doing those things on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. We back at it like every day. What y'all yes. need to talk about? What we got going on? Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now, y'all, that's how you figure it the fuck out. Okay. You figure it out. You have to. Yeah, I love I love that you said that because that led us to our segue. But I love it because I think a lot of times we feel like we can just, you know, you keep growing in your business. You're like, oh, I don't have to do these things anymore. I can just delegate that. But sometimes you need to go back to the basics. Yes. You need to take a step back. So yes. before we go, what should they know um, about Donnie Wiggins? What should they know to keep going? Because they know that this CEO journey is very ghetto. Yeah. So the biggest thing that I like to talk about is um, is intentionality, mm-hmm. right? And everybody is missing or feels like they're missing a critical piece to the puzzle. They don't know how to start. They don't know how to grow. They don't know how to scale. Mm-hmm. And there are four words that I like to kind of live by. And it is conceive, believe, act, receive, mm, right? I like that. And so what what does that mean? A lot of times people have no problem conceiving an idea. Right. Right? They have no problem conceiving an idea. And they have no problem understanding what is at stake to re- be received mm-hmm. if they implement this idea. Yeah. It's the two things in the middle 
that keep most people from reaching their goal. And it's your struggle with your belief and it's the activity that you're willing to perform. Mm -hmm. And so when you're struggling with your belief, it's usually because you have somebody in your ear telling you that you're dreaming too big, Mm -hmm. telling you what you can't do, reminding you of who you used to be, or you're reminding yourself of what you used to be or used to how you used to fail. And so you're not believing for this result that you're Mm -hmm. looking to accomplish so there's a belief issue there right but then there's also an activity issue Mm -hmm. you're telling yourself I don't have enough time I don't have enough money I still want to be able to brunch I'm not willing to sacrifice this (laughs) I don't know where to start so the distance between the thought the idea that you have right now and the result that you're looking to get is your belief in activity You get that belief together, you get that activity together, you're going to get to the result. Mm -hmm. And they're going to say, well, how do I do that? Right. Staying plugged into personal development, number one. I'm listening to it. I had a young man in the car with me. He's 26 years old today. Um, I brought him to me to my site visit when I went to go visit the property. And when we get in the car, automatically, like Bob Proctor or something started playing on my radio because that's the last thing that I listened to. Okay. And he's like, oh, this is what you listen to all the time? I'm like, Mm -hmm. all the time. He's like, you don't listen to music? I'm like, sometimes. But I'm in a zone right now. Mm -hmm. Major action has to happen. We're closing on this building. We got to do some major activity. I know that in order to, we got to put up almost $500,000 cash money in two days. Mm -hmm. That's big belief. That's conception like a mug. I need this result to pay off, right? And so that means that I'm working on my belief and my activity and to make sure, it's not about just closing your eyes and saying that you believe. You got to pour into yourself and staying connected. Bob Proctor, Jim Rohn, um, the uh, Reverend Ikes and all these are all individuals, the, the Miles Monroe, like these are mm-hmm. people that I plug into. And even more recently, Steve Harvey and his motivational stuff on yeah, YouTube, Oprah yeah. Winfrey, Will Smith, like they got it figured out. Right. Belief at an all time high, yeah. even when your belief wavers and it will waver. So you got to intentionally plug into mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the activity, just write down what are the basic bare minimum steps that I must take in order to move my idea forward. Don't overcomplicate the process. Simplify the process. The reason that you're scared to take action is because you're confused and you have no clarity around the first step that you're supposed to take Mm -hmm. because you've overcomplicated this process. Simplify it as much as possible so that you can at least take the first step. Go get the EIN number. Go get the LLC. Go set up the bank account. Go make that first sales phone call. Go sit down and have that first consultation. Conceive. Mm -hmm. Believe, act, receive. I love it. I love it. First of all, she just gave y'all a whole mini coaching session right quick okay so if you don't take action then I don't know what you're doing okay I don't know what you're doing. listen but I thank you Donnie for coming to the studio to talk to us about being a CEO is ghetto yes. because being a CEO is ghetto y'all thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the ghetto CEO podcast make sure you like comment and subscribe make sure you leave a review because I need all the reviews we need to know we're doing a good job okay and so I will see you guys on the next episode bye